1: Welcome to the show. I am your host, Scott Wurzbacher, and this is a podcast about listening to the voice inside that calls us to adventure. As our intro said, it's a podcast where ordinary people tell their stories of extraordinary adventure. Some people have shared with me that while they do feel ordinary, they don't feel that they have an extraordinary story to share. And today, we're going to talk about how we can change that story by rewriting it. Our guest is Donna Bond, who is here to share her own extraordinary story that she herself has rewritten. At age 45, Donna had what many would consider to be a very successful and award-winning career as a leading professional in the marketing industry. Yet she notes that she felt exhausted, depressed, unhappy, and unfulfilled. She's here to share with us how she decided to rewrite her story which has led her to become a personal transformation consultant, spiritual mentor, coach, and published author of the book, Original Wisdom, which I have my own signed copy of right here. I'm so excited. And most recently, her new story has helped her to really connect with her own voice that calls her to adventure by planning a full-time move to the beautiful rainforests of rugged Costa Rica. I am so excited to share Donna's story with you all. Donna, welcome to the campfire.
0: Thank you, Scott. It's such an honor to be here with you and thank you so much for inviting me.
1: Yes, I am so excited. Donna, um, you know, as we talked about in the intro, you have rewritten your story and I would love it if we could just start right there and maybe you could just for context of the listeners, like just share with us what, what that meant to you rewriting that story rewriting my story has like become my entire
0: life. (laughs) Um, You know, I grew up the, the daughter of Italian American immigrants, and we were all about hard work and sacrifice and pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps. And I put my nose to the grindstone and put my high heels on the rungs of the corporate ladder and started climbing. And when I was 44, Um, I had a very significant awareness that that's how old my father was when he died. Mm. He died of lung cancer and I was 22 at the time. But when I turned 44, I was like, holy smokes, like I don't have very much time left. What am I doing here? And my life really felt like it was on repeat that I would just get up. And you know, it didn't really matter which company I was working for. I was I was a marketing executive in hospitality, actually, sure. in the hotel business. Got it. And um, you know, it was super fun until it wasn't, and it served me until it did until it didn't. But I woke up at at forty four and suddenly heard that inner call for more meaning, more purpose, a bigger contribution of myself out in the world. And I had no idea what that looked like. And um, on the advice of a psychic, Nice. I enrolled myself in a master's program in spiritual psychology at the University of Santa Monica. And it was totally illogical. There was nothing about it that made any sense at all. Um, I was working 60 hours a week as a you know corporate executive I was tired, I was exhausted, as you mentioned. I actually had disease growing in my body that I didn't even really know about. And here I was going to enroll myself in a master's program. It just, it seemed ridiculous. And Mm. it was a lot of money and I had no idea what I would do with such a thing. It was so out of left field. Complete, like I have been a spiritual seeker since a young age, since mm-hmm. I was about 12, mm-hmm. which was what the interest was in doing that. But there was nothing logical about it, there was nothing that made sense about it. It was the doorway into a whole other world of my life that was waiting to come forward, that was waiting to get birthed through me. And that was really the framework for my spiritual awakening. And for the awakening into the knowing that we are so much more than what we've been taught by our history, you know, our parents and our teachers and our governments and our religions and our cultures and all of the things that shape us.
1: All of that stuff. So I, we talk often on this podcast about this voice inside that calls us to adventure. And you specifically said that you woke up at 45 and you felt an inner call. And I just wonder you're somebody that's really thought deeply about this through study, through writing, and through direct experience. Can, what, what did that inner calling feel like on that day? It's such a big question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's such a big question. Um, you know, that call is always hidden
1: yeah.
0: behind our ego mind, our logic, our reason. Yeah. And I have a really big ego. I have a really strong, critical, analytical, logical mind. And as I look behind myself and evaluate, as I evaluate my life, these calls are often hidden behind so much resistance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been doing this long enough now, and I've answered so many big calls that I recognize the resistance as part of it. You know, I, I can sniff out the resistance and know that there's something behind it that is calling for my attention. And, you know, my mother has always said that I was really impulsive since I was young. And it, it looks like impulse to anybody on the sidelines. But I think what happens, Scott, is there is this pull you know there is this pull in a direction that might not make any sense and i have been following that pull and then i stop and i look around and i'm like oh what did we just do where are we now let me <laughs> let me reassess and the wake up call that i had at the time that i recognized i needed to leave my corporate profession mm-hmm was an actual experience of being given uh, divine knowing um, i was on an airplane i was reading a book i was the book was called finding your element and my whole life i had been looking for my element By this was by ken robinson and it yeah. was assigned reading for my master's program nice and i was at the very end of this book and i was no closer to finding my element than i was at the beginning of the book But I started reading where Robinson's talking about how we play it safe, right? Mm -hmm. This is what we do in our life. We play Mm -hmm. it safe. Mm -hmm. And he was using all of these metaphors, uh, Mark Twain's metaphor, 20 years from now, you're going to be more disappointed by the things you didn't do Mm. than by the things you did do. So sail away from the safe harbor or throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, explore, dream, discover. And as I'm reading this, I feel... This energy moving through me. And then there was a Ralph Waldo Emerson quote that said, What lies behind us and what lies before us are tiny matters compared to what lie within us. Mm. And I'm like, you know, even more energy is pushing its way through me. And then I get to the clincher which was, I thought at the time, Anise Nin, but the actual author of this poem, her name is Elizabeth Appel, and the poem is called Risk. And then the day came when the risk to remain tight in the bud was more painful than the risk it takes to blossom. And I was suffering from a frozen shoulder at the time that I read that poem. And this metaphor of a bud that like wants to blossom felt like my shoulder. Your shoulder, yeah. And in that moment, all this emotion is moving through me. And I'm having this very clear awareness about how safe I've been playing it in my life. And the next thing I know, I have my knees clutched to my chest in an airplane. (laughs) And I am sobbing as I am recognizing I have to quit my job. Like I have to, and I'm going to, and it was absolutely crystal clear for me, even though I didn't have a clue or a plan or any idea, you know, how I would financially support myself. And at that moment, it didn't matter. It Mm -hmm. didn't matter because I saw clearly that I needed to bust out of, you know, this bud that was like, had to To birth itself.
1: Yeah. Do you feel like that voice, do you feel like that had always been sort of calling at you and you just weren't listening, or was that the first time you heard it?
0: Oh, yeah. I hadn't been listening. I hadn't been listening. And, you know, I have to say, too, it's not the first time that I answered it with such impact. Um, My husband, I met my husband on Match.com. And we commute, he was living in a different city than I was living in. And we communicated online for 30 days. And when we finally met in person, it was love at first sight. He proposed to me two weeks later without a ring or a plan or a clue. And I said, yes. And that was another one of these, like there was this inner alignment that was, coming into play that didn't make any sense. Um, I was 40 years old when this happened. I had had a a ex-husband before that. My now husband had an ex-wife before that. So, you know, we had some life experience behind us. Everybody was freaking out. My mother was like, what are you doing? My boss at the time was running a background check on him. But I had this inner knowing this inner clarity that even though it all seemed ridiculous on the surface, there was a knowing. And you know, we've been in it now for 15 years. Yeah. So uh, we did something right.
1: Yeah, so you answered that. So that was one of the answers to the call. And now now you're in an airplane seat, you're kind of in kind of in the fetal position a little bit here. like so what was the choice that you made at that time and what was the next step?
0: Well, the choice that I made was I was leaving my job. And what was so interesting was the, the airplane that I was on, I was on my way to the Ritz-Carlton Global Leadership Conference where I, when I arrived at this conference, I arrived there like as a, as a different person. I arrived there with this new insight, this new awareness about myself and my life. And I was very, very clear, I'm done. Like this, this is it. And so I moved through that entire conference with a different lens than the than the, the girl who normally would sure. go to a conference like sure. that. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of taking stock of my whole career, um, really aware of all that I had accomplished uh, as a, I call myself a middle-class ladder climber, you know, nice. Nice. and on the very last night, I, and I, there's like a little bit of a, of a story you have to hear before this. The day before I left for this meeting, my husband and I were reading Pam Grout's book, um, E Squared, nine do-it-yourself experiments that your thoughts create your reality. And she's got all these experiments. And one of the experiments was to make a demand of the universe about something you want the universe to bring you. But the key was that you had to have absolutely no attachment to it right so there's like no energetic interference like it's just random so as my experiment i said universe bring me an apple okay which at the time meant nothing to me you know and i just sort of threw it out there bring me an apple and the next morning i got on this airplane you know to go to this conference so it's the last night of the conference and my name gets called to the stage where I am the recipient of the Western Regional Marketing Achievement Award for the third consecutive year in a row. And I received the award. And as I'm walking back to my seat, I'm even more clear in my mind, like, I'm out of here. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going out on top. It's all good. I've I've, you know, this career has served me well, and I am ready to figure out like what's next. And I sit down and they have just served dessert. And in typical Ritz-Carlton fashion, they give you a menu card. So you know exactly what it is Mm -hmm. you're looking at. And this was one of these, you know, five course wine paired elegant dinners. Yeah. And the dessert that had just been served was this really elaborate apple extravaganza, right? Like with the green apple sorbet and Mm -hmm. apple confit and apple this and apple that. And I would have missed it if it hadn't been for the menu card. Do you know what I mean?
1: I do. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm just envisioning because you asked for an apple, like the seemingly simple thing, And what you got was this very complex apple, which is very cool.
0: It was so cool. (laughs) It was so cool. And, you know, in that moment, Scott, I really had an experience of my own soul, of my own recognition about this inner essence that we have, this inner power that we carry, that we overlook and override and overrule at our peril. And in that moment, you know, this was happening. This emotion was coming forth. And I'm looking around this ballroom, you know, with the twinkle lights and the activity is still going on on the stage. And I'm thinking to myself, gosh, no one would even believe me if I told them this story. And so I just sat there and marveled at the universe, marveled at my connection to the universe and how extraordinary every minute really is in our life. And I just took it in. I just took that in. And it was such a nod to say, you're making the right choice, Yeah. right? Like, keep going with your decision.
1: Hey everyone, it's Scott here. Did you know that the members of my real estate team, W Realty Group, are listening to their own voices that call to adventure by setting big goals. Some of those goals include planning trips to Bali and the Kingdom of Bhutan, buying investment homes and running the Chicago Marathon. At W Realty Group, we support and encourage these big goals and wanna help turn them into reality. We're currently looking to add new members to the team. If you know a great real estate agent in the Charlotte, North Carolina area that would benefit from being part of our team, please send a text, an email, or give me a call. And know that when you support W Realty Group, you're also supporting this podcast. Thanks for listening. Yeah, and what I love about this is that like, yes, it was a nod, but you got an award that night, which could have very easily, like, you know, a lot of people see that as acknowledgement, right? And totally. that like, that could have very easily pulled you back.
0: Totally. Yes. And I love that you're, that you're bringing this up. Not a lot of people catch that. Yeah. I, that's very insightful of you. But this happens a lot. Um, when I, so when I left my job, there was still really nothing in my consciousness That was a coach that was ready to show up as a coach that even thought that I wanted to be a coach or I could be a coach. Like it just, it was still very far away from where I was. Mm -hmm. And so when I resigned from my position, I hung out a shingle as a marketing consultant. I worked as a marketing consultant for about a year and a half before I actually became a coach. And I went to the bank and I closed my bank account that said Donna Bond marketing, and I opened a bank account that was Donna Bond professional coaching and consulting. And don't you know, like three days after I opened up that bank account, Donna Bond professional coaching and consulting, which was really significant that I was saying to the universe, like I'm all in, Mm -hmm. I'm all in as a coach. This is the direction I'm going in now. Didn't I get a call? from a very big hotel company with a very big lucrative opportunity for consulting, for marketing consulting. And I said, no, I said no. And it was hard because I needed the money at the time, you know, I, I needed the money, but I had to be true to the choice that I made. Mm -hmm. And you know, this is a significant part of the path. And I think, Um, people don't recognize how they self-betray on on the regular. And, And this is where we really send mixed signals to the universe about what it is we want. And the more clarity we can demonstrate with the universe, the more the universe is like working on our behalf. And all we have to do is stay clear. So that was a really significant and important step on my journey where i was like no i'm closing that door you know i'm i'm closing the door to the hotel world and to the marketing world and i'm opening the door to coaching yeah and i've never really
1: looked back i love it so much so your story goes from from this airplane ride to this um convention that you're at and you win an award and you get this very like I said, very, very um, complex and beautiful apple to really reassure you. And then you go on to um, University of Santa Monica, and you get your spiritual psychology degree And this this sort of awakening unfolds. And I'm sort of um, fast forwarding to some of these details, because I want to get to your book. And then I want to get to this adventure that you're getting ready to embark on, which is this this uh this move to costa rica but i venture to guess that none of this uh, the costa rica thing is sort of a manifestation of everything else
0: yeah well the the costa rica thing is a surrender project that's what it is um so yes i went on to receive my masters um with an emphasis in consciousness health and healing and then i went on to get my coaching certification and i went on to get my soul-centered facilitation certification, all from the University of Santa Monica. So I was, I was at the University of Santa Monica for about five years. You know, I'm a lifer. Yep. I've been there. I was there a long time. And my career uh, as a coaching professional, as a spiritual mentor is, it's my honor. And it's my privilege to do this work with people to witness people moving through their own process of evolution you know i am deeply grateful to be able to serve
1: in this capacity and i i love it yeah i love it so so you've written this amazing book original wisdom and i wanna before we get to costa rica just talk about what that means what is original wisdom
0: yeah well um the full name of the book is original wisdom harness the power of the authentic you. And original wisdom is the inherent intelligence in all beings that is rooted in unconditional love. It is our true essence, right? It is our higher self, if you wanna think about it that way. It is our soul, our soul essence. And um, the book wrote me, I Love I that. actually um, set out to create a workshop. That's the truth. And I had this very elaborate 12-segmented workshop. And I kept looking for stories, right? I kept looking for those campfire stories to yeah. be able to tell for each of the teaching points that I intended to make throughout the book and so i was like oh i have a story for this and i have a story for that and i have a story for this and then i was like oh my god this is my story <laughs> this is my whole story of how i left the corporate arena and all of the challenges that i worked through along the way you know it's the it's the hero's journey it is how i heard the call to adventure how i left the safety and the comfort zone of my life and set out on this journey. And all of the gifts that were born within me along the way, all of the activations. um, This afternoon, I'm gonna teach a a class on IntelliKey. And IntelliKey is the fullest realized expression of something. And we all have an IntelliKey. Like the IntelliKey of a caterpillar is a butterfly, or the IntelliKey of an acorn is an oak tree. And so each one of us have this dynamic code that live inside of us.
1: I love that this idea of the IntelliKey, and I'm just really grabbing on to this. The the caterpillar becomes the butterfly and the acorn becomes the oak tree. It's amazing. And and we have an IntelliKey inside of us.
0: There's these periods of activation
1: Mm -hmm. that
0: we all go through in our life. And we, we might not recognize it as activation, but my theory is that each of these activations is what births our gifts inside of us. And then as those gifts are birthed, then the next opportunity for the next activation, you know, comes forward but they're sort of dovetailed on top of each other. And you can't get to the, you know, the fifth one, unless you go through the first one. And so it's all like the hero's journey over and over and over again, where we're constantly being called. Yeah. And this is, this goes right into what's happening with Costa Rica.
1: Yeah. Well, I had a quick question as you were talking, like, do you think that the acorn knows That it is to become an oak tree? Do you think that the caterpillar knows that it is to become a butterfly?
0: What a beautiful question, Scott. You know why that's such a beautiful question? Because that's the point, I think, right? That's the point of our life. Like at some point on my journey, I've realized I've come here to be Donna Bond, right? Like I've come here to be Donna Bond in the fullest expression of Donna Bond. And I'm never going to be. You know, Marie Forleo, I'm never going to be whoever else. I can want for that. I can try to, you know, mimic that or mirror that. But the truth is, I've come here to be me. And the realization of that, I think, is part of this journey. And it's part of our own recognizing the divine magnificence that each one of us brings to this life.
1: Yeah. So if I'm somebody and I feel like an acorn or I feel like a caterpillar and I can't see the butterfly and I can't see the oak tree, what would you say to those people? And by the way, you'd be speaking to me because I'm not sure I can see the oak tree.
0: (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. It doesn't matter because you have this dynamic code that is inside of you. It lives inside of you. And this code is held by your original wisdom, by your soul. And so it knows what it's doing, even when we logically and reasonably don't.
1: Yeah. I love it. (laughs) I love this. So are we are we gonna learn more about this in the book? Uh not really. Okay.
0: Not really. A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Um, it's probably gonna be more in the next book.
1: Yeah, I love it.
0: Uh, always birthing new things.
1: I love that. Well, tell us just a little bit about what our readers are gonna find in the book, and then we'll move on to Costa Rica.
0: What you're gonna find in the book is a whole set of mindset shifts and heart set shifts and soul sets, right? Like how to look at the world differently how to relate to yourself differently and and thus relating to the world differently it is i take you through my entire journey how i left you know a very lucrative high viewed position um with a lot of prestige and status uh the identity crisis that i went through you know, the first time that it came forward for me that I wanted to be a spiritual coach, my ego was like, "Wait, wh- like what did she just say? Wait, ho- hold on, hold on, right?" So that was super scary to mm-hmm. come out in the world. Oh, people are going to think you're woo woo and wackadoodle do and the whole everything. So that was a you know huge transition that I had to go through. And I share with the reader, you know, all the inner turmoil that I worked through and uh, give the reader not only insight into my own personal process, but there are tools along the way. Um, at the end of each chapter, there's an opportunity for transformation. And this is the reader's chance to apply what they have just learned to their own life. So I offer activities and journaling exercises that can really uh, provide somebody with their own journey of exploration. Yeah.
1: And it's fabulous. So highly recommend it. And so this journey that you've been on is it's still in process. It's still happening. But this next phase is this move to Costa Rica. Like, how does that happen? Yeah,
0: well, and I want to just say something about uh, the journey and it's still going, it's still happening. You know, one of the things that I've discovered along the path here, um, and I know that you know this, right? There is no destination, the gigs up, there is no destination, like, as long as we're in these human bodies, the journey goes on, you know, Mm -hmm. the journey goes on. And it's just this constant stretch of evolution unfolding and unfolding and unfolding and in our linear mind we always want to think there's like a clear beginning and a clear end because that's how we think and there's time and space and we want things to be clear and organized yeah but that's not really how it works and i believe our growth happens in a spiral and we we go around that spiral and every time we make another lap around the spiral we go up a little and we go out a little we go up a little and we go out a little and that's how we gain more perspective, a higher viewpoint, but we live in this ever expanding universe. So because we are life itself in motion, we too are expanding all the time. So I like to think, you know, we take a lap around the spiral and it's like, oh, we get to that little sticky spot again. Oh gosh, I thought I already worked on that. I thought I already healed that. I thought I was done with that. Well, maybe not, you know, maybe these are some of the core themes that we get to visit again and again and again throughout our lifetime. But each time we take that lap, we have a little bit more experience. We have a little bit more understanding. We see it from a different way or place now. And so we revisit it with all of that experience. And then we take another lap around
1: you know yeah
0: so I just wanted to comment on that because no, and it's
1: a beautiful I, I really connect with how you talk about how you go up a little and you go out a little like that's I love this this concept of the spiral
0: yeah and and just this idea that there is no nirvana right like there is no final destination that we're gonna get to and oh one day I'm gonna wake up and be enlightened and you know and then I don't have to do this anymore but it's not really like that.
1: Yeah. 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 So, all right, well, let's bring us to Costa Rica. How, how does this happen? Costa Rica called me,
0: Costa Rica called me. Um, my mother bought two and a half acres of land in Costa Rica, uh, about 13 years ago and she was going to retire there and Mm -hmm. she was on her way to becoming an expat and On her way, she met met a gentleman and fell in love and got married. And he said, Betty, we're not going to Costa Rica. So this land sat there for, you know, more than a decade and nothing was happening with it. And my mother wanted to gift it to us, to my husband and I, knowing my husband is an avid lifelong surfer that he would do something with this. Mm-hmm. But I was I was quite resistant actually because you know I'm like more of a California girl. Yeah. I like high heel shoes and Gucci bags. <laughs> I you know like the California climate not necessarily the tropics. Yeah. But we went to Costa Rica and you know of course it's magical in all of the ways that you imagine it is. And my husband and I agreed to accept this land. And this was in 2019. Okay. And then we thought about, oh, we're going to maybe one day build a house there. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have any money to build a house. And I didn't want to double mortgage our home in California. So I, I kept saying to my husband, we'll build a house when the money falls out of the sky. Well, hey, guess what, Scott? The money fell out of the sky. Um, Paul's father passed away and we received an inheritance. And the inheritance was almost exactly what we needed to build this house. So we flew to Costa Rica in March of 2020, Mm -hmm. which was a pretty significant time around the world, if you remember. It It was. And we signed a contract with a builder to start construction on our home in the rainforest jungle on the South Pacific. And we came back to America and they closed the country. And we could not get back into Costa Rica for nearly a year. And so our entire home got built over WhatsApp. And that itself really was an exercise in letting go of control, in surrendering, in trusting so many things, right? Our big financial investment is yep. now in somebody else's hands. We can't even go there.
1: Yep.
0: And Uh, Our builder, amazing guy, uh, Deegan Wilcox with Jungle Tech um, built us an incredible home and we started renting out the home in 2021 and a lot of people from all over the world were looking for respite and, you know, time away from wherever they were and the whole world started working on Zoom and people were like, well, if I can work on Zoom, I might as well do it from someplace amazing. Right. So the house has literally been rented since the day, you know, it was available. Yeah. And this past March, I facilitated my very first women's retreat there. And we had, we were spending about a month in Costa Rica, but it was over the course of this women's retreat, I kept receiving these very big energetic downloads. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, that's
1: great description. These
0: energetic downloads of knowingness, right? This knowingness that I am to come here. And, you know, let me tell you, my ego and personality, not really on board with this, not really on board with this. Um, You know, as I continue along my journey in the world, my aspirations for my life look very, very different than what they used to look like when I was a corporate marketing executive. And, you know, one of the most important things to me is embodying as much of my spirit, as much of my original wisdom as is possible in this vessel, in this body, in this life. Like that's my goal, if you will. That requires a continual shedding of the personality right? It requires an even deeper letting go process of our patterns, our comforts, our safety nets. And as much transformation as I think that I've already had, I'm also aware the transformation is limitless. It really is. It's, it's,
1: there's so much more to go. there's so much more to experience. more to come. So I think what's cool about this is you and I met right around that it was I think it was shortly after March 2020. It's probably maybe two or three months after that you had acquired this land and uh, you were just starting this process. And if I remember correctly, like you were building this house, but it wasn't i don't I don't think it had manifested yet that you know this is a place that we're gonna move to. it was more. Like you said, kind of investment property. So this was something this it's kind of like going around that spiral, right? Oh my god, so right. (laughs) You didn't create this vision in your head, like we're gonna build a house in Costa Rica and move there. Correct. It was a journey and a process. You didn't see the oak tree.
0: No, I didn't I did not see the oak tree. And I still don't. I mean, I still don't. It just became clear. Like it just became clear. And my husband and I left Costa Rica. We flew back to California we're landing at LAX and we look out the window. And all we see is cement. Like for as long as the eye could see in in LA, all we could see is cement. And we sort of looked at each other, you know, with our heart hurting. Gosh, we want to be back in the jungle. You know, we want to be back in the green with the toucans and the monkeys and the bugs and all of it. And very, very shortly thereafter, like within a couple of weeks, we said, "What would it look like if we sold our house?" And we started making up like outlandish uh, gatekeepers. We said, "Well, if we can get this number on our house, mm-hmm. then we'll do it, right? Mm-hmm. So then we started having a conversation with our realtor. Well, it all happened much quicker than we ever thought could it could happen. And there have been, I mean, it has been ease and grace. The way in which the sea has parted, and we have been coaster-rided down this path to Costa Rica. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. To you know, our house sold within forty-eight hours for a ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous yeah. price. Yeah, and. Uh, We were given the opportunity to stay here in the home for free for four months. And as I was sharing with you earlier, um, the the beautiful couple who bought our home, they want all of our furniture. Like, what are the chances? Because I'm moving into a a house that's fully furnished in Costa Rica, right? So there have just been so many alignments. There's been so many weird, serendipitous, synchronistic things that have unfolded here. And I'm sort of sitting back with my hands up, not pushing, not directing, not forcing. I am being carried. We are being carried. And so, as all of this has happened, you know, then we wake up every morning at like 3 a.m. and we're like, what did we just do? (laughs) What did we just do? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's scary. It is scary. And there, um, I just submitted an article to the San Clemente journal called letting go. And we're going through the process of letting go and and what that really looks like and how to do it and how to honor the journey that we're on and where we've come from. And as we set our sights on something that we don't really know what it is
1: yeah and in so many ways you were telling me before the call like you guys are in the process of starting to let go of your stuff there in southern california so that you can make this move so there's you know a lot of letting go and then you called this whole costa rica thing your surrender project
0: Hmm. yeah well that was michael singer's book you know that was the name of his one of his great masterpieces but it that is what it is i really am envisioning and I don't know if I can do it, Scott. But I am envisioning clicking it down a notch mm-hmm. with the energy I put forth in, you know, making my business go. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, you wake up at five o'clock in Costa Rica. You know, the whole jungle wakes up at five o'clock, so you can have like an entire day by ten a.m. Yep. And I am most excited, we're um, building an art studio for my husband and a whole office building Mm -hmm. on our land, we're adding a yoga shala, where I envision working with clients, you know, doing workshops in this yoga shala. And I want to expand my already long uh, morning ritual and spiritual practice where I'm now commuting in nature, um, which is big for me. Because like I said to you before, you know, I'm kind of a California girl. I'm an indoor girl. I'm really being called out of my comfort zone on so many levels here. Yeah. And that's why there's so much surrender required.
1: Well, I got to tell you, you got my attention because Costa Rican coffee, early mornings, being in nature, surrounded by animals like. I know. Like, I, I'm there at some point. Come, we'll build a fire. We'll tell That's stories. I, I love it. So, <laughs> hey, so what's cool about this is like, this is it's it's happened. You've you know, you got you've built the house, it's ready to go. Like, you're getting on the plane, but you're not there yet. So, this is still in process. And I'm just curious, like, what are are you feeling resistance? Like, what are some of your fears around all of this?
0: Yeah, really, what we're both, um, what we're both moving through right now is this letting go process. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's so easy to, uh, pretend like, you know, we're, we're dying. We're never going to come back to California again, right. even though that's not true. Right. That's right. a story. Our business is going to still be based here. As a right. matter of fact, we have, um, a beautiful client base, both my husband's business, Paul von Finart and myself, um, we're going to be back here. You know what I mean? Like on the regular and our day-to-day life is going to be very different. So we are downsizing with all of our stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like we have a lot of stuff, Mm a hundred plus years combined of stuff that we've been carrying around. Um, And just really moving through the tenderness of all the history that we have here in California, I grew up in connecticut actually but i've lived here for the past 20 years so there's a lot of letting go i mean i don't know how else to say it it's tender it's raw it's real and it's humbling
1: but you have the awareness to know that it has to happen and that's what you're doing i mean it's the the, there's so much courage in that and just like yeah. seeing it and, and stepping through the door. Like you are answering that voice yeah. that's called you to adventure. Th-
0: there's no question. It's,
1: about. it's amazing. So let's talk about how others can do the same, right? So first of all, they've got to get a copy of your book, original wisdom, harness the power of the authentic you. That's a great place to start. Uh, but you know, they've clicked send it's in their Amazon cart and it's on their way to their house uh, until that time. What advice do you have for people that have maybe heard that call to adventure, but maybe they're letting some of that resistance keep them from answering it?
0: You can't make a wrong move. You can't make a wrong move. Life is always inviting us into our next level of potential. Life is always inviting us into different ways that we can grow and learn and evolve And when we see it that way, which is really the basis for spiritual psychology, which is the modality by which I coach with, and that's what was innovated and created by Drs. Ron and Mary Holnick at the University of Santa Monica, Mm -hmm. spiritual psychology teaches us that all of life is for learning, right? Like everything that's happening is giving us that next gateway to activate our IntelliKey. And Most of the time we move through life feeling victimized by its crazy circumstances and by, you know, its unpredictability. But that's just life, doing life. When we can begin to view it in a different way, what's here for me? How can I grow through this? What can I garner and take away as a result of you know, this difficult situation, that's a whole different perspective on life. And when we hold that perspective all the time, then we are seated in a place of empowerment and we are participating in our life at a different level rather than feeling like life is just coming at us with its uncertainty. So it's a whole paradigm shift.
1: It's a paradigm shift. I love that. It is. That's exactly right. And and you have taken your life story and you've rewritten it. You've rewritten it into a book. And soon, very soon, you're going to be living in the rainforest in the jungle in Costa Rica. And Hollywood's going to hear about this. <laughs> And they're going to want to make a movie about your life. Uh-huh. So what I want to know is who's going to be the actress that's going to play you in your movie? Oh, my God. Linda Carter. Oh, yes. Linda the Carter. Wonder woman. Scott,
0: so this is so crazy. You know, you you asked me about this question before we began the show. And when I was younger, I used to get it all the time. People would all the time sort of match me up with her. Like, but this is from 30 years ago, Love right? It. Yeah. Yeah. So last night I think to myself, well, I wonder what she looks like now. Like, what is she even up to? What is she doing? And I Google her and she just launched an album called human and divine.
1: Ooh. nice! And I was
0: like, you can't even make this up. Yeah, right? It's a little bit weird because Really, that's what my whole mission is, is to help people recognize that they have these two very beautiful parts of themselves, right? Like that we have all of this humanness, our ego and our personality, but we also have our original wisdom. And when we can begin to recognize that original wisdom and incorporate that into how we live our life on a day-to-day basis
1: then things really begin to change in a beautiful way. Kindred spirits, you and Linda Carter. Crazy. I love this. Okay. What's your movie going to be called? Um, You can't make this shit up. (laughs) You can't make this shit up with Linda Carter. There you go. That's it right there. I love it. Donna, I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you spending some time with us today and sharing your original wisdom with us. I hope that Uh, For those listening, you've been inspired today as much as I have. I hope that Donna's story has encouraged you to listen to the voice inside that calls you to adventure because we want to hear your story next. If you have a story to tell or you need a nudge to create one, please send me an email. We'd also appreciate it if you'd help us spread the word by leaving a review and sharing or tagging Inspire Campfire on your social media. And until next time, I want to encourage you to get outside. Thanks for listening, Donna. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Thanks for having me.